Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. But first today, we're at a crossroads, aren't we, uh, with this COVID thing. We've all been locked down for just over three weeks now uh, and there's three weeks of level five to go. Uh, Taoiseach Micheál Martin is now being put under pressure to go to level two on December 1st as we seem to be doing very well, it has to be said at suppressing the virus. Uh, We've come down from positive cases of over 1,000 each day to the low hundreds and hospitalisations are down as well uh, as ICU patients. Now we all know, no matter how serious you think this virus is or not, that cases will rise if they continue to test and hospitalisations most likely will rise as well if we open society for Christmas. There are many, uh, many, many of you actually uh, who would open the country in the morning. There are many who would go to level one and there are also many who would throw the level book out the window and go back to complete normality. So like it or not, though, uh, that's not going to happen in the near future. So I want to know what realistically you think our government can do. Should it be a mix of levels two and three? That's certainly what's been mooted at the moment, I suppose. Uh, That's been spoken about in papers and opinion pieces and so on. And a few leaks uh, seem to be coming out Uh, in that regard as well. Should we stay locked down altogether? Maybe like Tomás Ryan, uh, you would like us kept under strict measures uh, until January, the end of January. Others believe, now very few, I have to say, believe that we should celebrate Christmas in February. Shift the whole festive season to February. What do you think of that? What's your answer? What's your opinion? Open up and we'll inevitably end up in a lockdown again. It's pretty much a fact at this stage, unless something extraordinary happens in the next month and a half continue the lockdown and more businesses are going to suffer and people's mental health will suffer. That's a fact as well. Again, unless something extraordinary happens. I mentioned yesterday I was in Liffey Valley Shopping Centre just to go to the pharmacy to Boots and to a health shop, the only two shops that are kept open and I had a walk through and it was just like a ghost town and I did, I wondered, what are all these people doing? How are their, how's their mental health? How are they getting on? We know about pup payments and all the rest of it but there's no payment for your mental health and it's, uh, there's a lot of people out there struggling at the moment. So what would you do after this level five lockdown? They're not going to open it up early. I know Neff at a meeting today. They're not, like, I can pretty much say 99.9%, with 99.9% certainty, that they're not going to open up the country uh, before December 1st, before the six-week lockdown ends. However, there are other people who will say, look, we're not technically in a lockdown. And that word, I know Neffet are always reluctant to use that word and the government are uh, reluctant, uh, particularly the, the Taoiseach and so on, to use that word lockdown because it's technically not a lockdown. I mean, Italy in the early stages, France, Paris actually in, in recent times, now that's a lockdown. That's literally you can't leave your home. In fact, in Italy in the beginning, you couldn't even let your kids out to play. If you stayed in a one-bed apartment, you couldn't let your kids out. Now, Personally, and I'm in a lucky position, I get to work, as many of you do, uh, and my life, you know, bar not being able to get the kids to the grandparents and so on and cross county boundaries with the family and all that, my life is, is sort of, it's all right. There's certain things that get me down, get me annoyed that I can't do certain things, of course. But with regards to a, an actual lockdown, as other countries has, have experienced, I don't think we're in there. We're not in those severe uh, sort of circumstances. But then again, there are plenty of people suffering who will say, well, I'm out of a job and that's as bad a lockdown as there can possibly be right now. And businesses are, are, are closing and shutters are going down uh, permanently. So 
we're in a very difficult situation here. I know loads of you are going to scream at the radio today and you're going to say, open it up. It's just no more than, you know, no more serious than a flu. And I, I get that opinion. It's out there. And lots of people would open up uh, and go back to complete normality. Get real. It's not going to happen. It doesn't matter what you think. It's not going to happen. So with that horrible cliche of we are where we are, what's the realistic balance here? What can we actually do? Uh, can we go to a level two in the knowledge that if they continue to test as they're testing in hospitals and in community, the cases will rise. We'll get the 6pm news in the evening that the cases are up over a thousand again come January, come early February and bang, we're back in this mess and again. So where do we go? I'm genuinely looking for your answers on this. 1850 or 087-188-0008. Uh, let's get the conversation going. Dave, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, Dave? I'm good, I'm good. Grant. Um, uh, so, Michael, d- Michael Clare, how's it affecting you? How's how, this whole? You've made the statement that it affects you. That's what I said. That's what I said. Exactly. I said it's not affecting me greatly. Yeah, but the little things that are annoying you, what are they? Little so things like not being able to go to a match or not being able to meet up with mates or go for drinks—the usual things that upset the people. Things, but they're yeah. not—they're not a massive hassle in my life. No, no, no. This lockdown is ridiculous. I have to. Um, but why? Why are you? Why are you asking those questions? Just a matter of interest. No, that's, you're coming on there and just stating statements. I just want to know how you, what you actually think in your own heart before you ask us questions. You know. Yeah. Well, I, as as a host of the I show, I, I, I do. Think. I do have to. Oh, I do have to an, I ask uh, various questions about it. I can't just force my opinion down your neck. Do I believe that lockdowns are I necessary? Don't want you to you're not do, forcing do, your opinion down do, my neck. Do, well, but let me answer saying, your question. Your do, opinion. Do I believe that lockdowns are necessary in the in the in the uh, form they're in at the moment? No. Do I think they could be done differently? Yes. Do I think there's often an overreaction to it? Possibly. How, they, how different are they going to be done differently? What are you going to do differently? If What am I going to do differently in what sense? You just made a statement I do things differently. If if, oh, you're, oh, oh, if I said how things could be done differently, mm-hmm. well, I, be I, done I, differently? I, I think I think there were elements of level three that were working. I think there are certain businesses that could be opened up. Is there proof that it's uh, that it's being transmitted in rest bars and restaurants when they come out and say that they don't know exactly that it is, but that based on sort of research around the world that it's possible? Do you know anyone who's died from COVID directly? Yes. Died. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, so you can keep asking me. With, uh, with yes, I do. Conditions, with underlying conditions. Are with un- yes, and they had underlying conditions. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all underlying conditions. What's your point? Point is, open up the country. So, okay? no, what's your, what's your point to the person I knew who died with underlying conditions? Because the, anyone with an underlying condition who was sick, who was old, they're in danger. The normal person going down through the streets, like my son or myself who got it, are fine. Mm-hmm. We're fine. I'm fine. Got it last December. I'm fine. I didn't like it. Two weeks in bed, but I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And the media are shown shower of morons. The and this has the, been pushed the, down our throats through the media from the government. Open the country. Let the barbers and the hairdressers open up. How mm-hmm. in God's name are you going to collect, uh, get COVID in the hairdressers or barbers? They're most clean, sterile places outside the surgery, he's uh, a surgeon in the hospital in the surgery. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous what's happening. Absolutely ridiculous. You have a shower of morons up in that dial who are dictating to us. Okay, so you're in control, Dave. What do you do? I open up. 
Open, I put, oh, 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 wash oh, your hand. Open. You, I'm opening up the country. Okay, so like, so like so. I, just listen for, second, li- listen for a second. Listen for a second. Turkey didn't close their country. Down. Okay, before we compare, to, be, before we compare to Turkey, do you do you suggest we go back to an Ireland England game now tonight with fifty thousand in the stadium? Do we do that? You put your mask on. You wash your hands and you keep your distance if you can. Okay, but if there's fifty thousand people in the stadium, you can't keep your distance. So do you well, open? Oh, David, will you answer the question, please? Do you open I'm up saying, the stadium and let 50,000 no, people in? you don't. You control it. But I'm saying for ordinary businesses. I'm not interested in football or hurling or uh, soccer, David, hold on right? a second. No, no, I'm losing my patience. I'm losing my patience because you, came, you, on, you came on belligerent, right? You've no idea how I feel or, 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 or who well, I know or whatever the case is. I, I know, I know. I'm questions. asking the questions. But when you I'm come on, you. when you come on and say open up the country and then I ask you, well, if that's the case, do we allow 50,000 people into a stadium and you home and haw, it means that you don't have a direct answer to this. So do you suggest do we open up the answer. country? Open up the country. If you want to open the stadiums, open the stadiums. I have okay, no problem fine. with it. There are fine. young people. Not to bother in the world. Open the country. And this crack about stopping Christmas and our Christian values and, and celebration, shag off with yourselves. Christmas is for us, the people. I wash my hands and I put my mask on. Mm-hmm. I do my shopping and I have my, if I want to go for Christmas, I'll go out. So do we allow then, so in, in relation to allowing people into pubs, so if we do open the pubs and let's say, like a usual Christmas, there might be a queue outside or certainly a squeeze to get up to the bar and so on. Is that, is that okay, yeah? What's wrong with it? Oh, man, that's what I'm asking you. Do you think absolutely that's okay? Yeah. Not, absolutely nothing wrong with it. Put your mask on, go up to the bar, sit in your seat and have your drink. Okay, and so, so, stop so, listening so, to the politicians. So, we have so, to stop. So do we stop? Like America, it's gone mad. Dave, you're going to have to ask me to, uh, let it, uh, uh, to ask a question, okay? So do we stop PCR testing? Test away if you want. I've been tested three times since. Right. I've no problems with testing. What's wrong with testing? Because, because, because I, look, listen, there's, there's some of what you say I agree with. However, if you open up the country and then on the other hand say you should continue to test, your testing capacity is going to collapse in an instant. So there has to be some sort of balance. And I, I understand people's frustrations and all that. And I would like the country to be open up to a certain Michael, extent Michael, as well. Michael, However, but if you can't come up, but David, if you can't come up and give, if you can't come up and give me a logical thought out decision on what you would do it makes no odds to anybody it so, doesn't because it's not open up I, if you want to be tested be tested the solution is worse than the problem open the state up mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying as an ordinary Joe soul open okay. the state up hang on a second Dave Siobhan you're live in Classic how are you Siobhan hang on how's it going not too bad at all so what do we do do we like David just open the place up I don't think you just fully open it up I, I don't think you just go blase and go, right, we'll go back the way we were, everything's going to be grand and all that kind of thing. But, like, I, you know, the whole thing with football stadiums and stuff like that, I don't agree with that kind of side of it. But I definitely think it's ridiculous. You go into a supermarket and you're looking at, say, for argument's sake, you're passing by the clothes to go into the food part and you can't pick something up and pay for it. Yeah. My sister went into a shop the other day. She wanted two balls of wool. And there were that section of the shop was closed off. It was a kind of sells hardware stuff as well. And she could have bought a screwdriver, she could have bought whatever, but she couldn't buy two balls of wool. And you're kind of going, that's 
just ridiculous yeah that kind of stuff is 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 completely bonkers i think uh, in relation to you can buy this but you can't buy that and yeah. it, it seems to be a wormhole that they're after getting into and there's no getting out of this that and we had a big conversation in the office today about how do we actually eventually get out of any of this uh you know what i mean like at what point is the final whistle at what point will they be happy to say that's it it seems to be gone. We're not going to test anymore and let's get our lives back to normal. And if we're going to start saying you can't buy a screwdriver, you can buy a screwdriver, but you can't buy a, a, you know, a pair of socks or something, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we're, we're, we're going around in circles. That's what I think this kind, that's the kind of thing I think that people are feeling because they're going, will you cut yourselves on? Like, you know, I can walk into a shop and pass by this and I can't pick that up, but I could pick that up beside it. That's why I think people are getting so frustrated with this whole thing is you also need to open up the economy in a bit because what you're doing is, what they're basically doing is, as I was saying to the re- your researcher there, there's 1,900 and odd deaths and I'm not by in any way, shape or form saying that they're not they're not important, they don't matter, it was just an insignificant amount. By no means do I mean that. But you look at the population and you look at the number of people who've died in this country as a result of it. And you need, what they're doing is they're getting so caught up in preventing anybody from getting COVID or possibly needing to go into a hospital or anything like that, that they're forgetting that at the end of all of this, you're going to have a serious amount, if you haven't already got it up, suicide cases, Mm. mental health issues, people that are being battered in their houses because they can't get out because there's nowhere to go and all that. So, they're not even looking at the ancillary stuff that's happening with this. Yeah. Never mind, they're screwing up the economy. So what are you going to do? You're going to say, oh, right, we did really well. We stopped people from getting yeah. COVID. But ex- ex- except, no we, yeah, except we have no economy and we have a queue of people exactly. with, with, with undiagnosed cancers and so on. Absolutely. Exactly. And, exactly. and But, but, but what, what, what kind of annoys me is, and people give it out to me for, for getting uh, hot and bothered with death, Dave, uh, like that, I would agree with you, Siobhan. I think that's a very logical approach to it. I, I, I you know, I, I do, and I think we need to find a way out of this. But I, I'm, I, maybe I'm miscommunicating it because people are saying I'm putting fear in people. I'm trying to come to a stage where instead of asking the question here, should we open up? What, like, what's the point? I'll have a hundred people on the phone today saying, yeah, open it up, Mike, open everything, but they're not going to open it up. So let's talk no, about what let's I, talk about what we can do. Yeah, I'm not I saying that. I think there's certain industries that can be opened up with, and I like that man said. Like, you know, the problem you have is if you're not opening up the pubs, Ireland is. That's what we do. That's our social outlet. We go to pubs. We go for drinks. Whatever. If you, if that's your thing, it's not personally mine, but I'm just saying for people, if that's your thing, that's what we do, and that's what we've always done. But what I'm saying is, like, if you're going to stop people from going into a pub, where at least if it wasn't a pub and you could control it with social distancing to a degree, like cut down the numbers or whatever it might be. Right. That, I, I didn't get that stupid <clears throat> well, thing of you had to have food, but I'm just saying, I know. cut down the numbers. But, 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 but when you say cut down the numbers, then I have Dave. Dave, are you still there? Is he gone or is he still there? Are you there? Oh, sorry. Hang on. Dave, are you still there? No, he's not, actually. Is he still there? I wanted to talk to him. No? On one? No? Maybe he's just not talking. Uh, sorry, Siobhan. My point is that David uh, believes that we should just, which a lot, by the way, a lot of people do, that we just go back to complete normality, as in don't restrict numbers at all in pubs. Just let them be jammed. Let stadiums be full and so on. And there's an element of jealousy in all of us, I think, when we see the likes of Australia and that. Not that I would agree with the restrictions they put in play, but they have 50,000 people in a stadium. However, Dave wants to do that without any suppression of the virus. Uh, and, and I would imagine believes 
that uh, we just wash our hands. Mind you, he says wash your hands and social distance and then equally says we should go into a jammed pub. I don't know how that would work, but, no, you know, I he believes go back to normal completely well, today. The other side of it is that you, um, you also have to realise, like, you know, I, I do get the whole thing, like, you know, you have to be careful and, you know what I mean, you have to keep, there will be an element of social distancing and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't think you can just go, oh, listen, we just go back to the way we were completely. We'll stop tra- testing and all that kind of thing. You know what mm. I mean? Because the thing is, some but people will be asymptomatic, but and that will be reported as a, num- a number of a case. Like, you know what I mean? They've no symptoms. Yeah. They've no, 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 okay, potentially they could pass it on. Well, then, but, but then I saw, Siobhan, I saw a thing yesterday from uh, Dr. Fauci in America. Like in the earlier stages, he said that people are, who are asymptomatic are not infectious. Like and and there seems to be a huge change in what people and, and and scientists are saying. I know science can change quickly, but some of the most experienced scientists, like Fauci, who you know initially were saying in certain interviews, well, if you're not symptomatic, you're you know you're very unlikely to be infectious. And then suddenly that turnaround in a month or two's time is, oh God, yeah, oh, you're most infectious if you're asymptomatic. And I think the public are going, well, what is it? Yeah. You know, what I, is I, it? That is the problem, I think, is that at the moment, you know what I mean, it's a real knee-jerk reaction. The other thing is, like, you look at this when it started at the beginning, right, at the very beginning, when we had a real opportunity to contain this. We're an island, a small island and that. We had a real opportunity to contain it. And we stopped the um, Italian match in the, actually happening, the match itself. That's but right. we let all the yeah. Italians in. Then we let everybody back from Cheltenham. And that's where your problem is. I, you, you need to, if you're going to do this at the moment, I, I appreciate that people want to get away. And believe you me, I was supposed to go away on my holidays, but I couldn't go. But that's just life and you just have to suck it up and get on with it. Yeah. That's the way it goes. But what we should be doing is we should pretty much lock down the borders for a while, stop it. We've got a Spanish strain now or something like that. That didn't just come across the air. You know, it, it, that's people coming in. Yeah. And that's, I think the thing for people is that's really, really, particularly I know for myself, that I find really frustrating is you're making me lock down and I can't go into a shop and get something that I want because it's cordoned off in this silly area because I can get my veg, my groceries, but I can't get that. Yeah. And yes, you're letting people come in from other places on the on the promise that yeah. they're going to yeah. and, 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 and those stuff. people aren't being contacted for the most part exactly. when they do come in and so exactly. I know and, and, and that's where I think the public is, is finding it difficult at the moment and you know and, and to be fair to everyone I mean we all seem to be adhering to these restrictions despite having uh, opinions to the contrary do you know what I mean but I think that we're on a, we're at a serious crossroads now I think people will obey this until December and then if they start chucking in a lockdown of level 3 and then still having guards out stopping people going from county to county yeah. you know it's 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 a big ask uh, but even for on that, that thing with the guards like I mean that is an absolute tick box exercise if ever I saw one like that is the most ridiculous thing what mm. you're doing is you're infuriating people they're trying to go about their normal day to day with uh, people are you know the people that are going to abide by the rules will always abide by the rules they're not going to suddenly decide screw this I'm not going to do that like you know I whatever you know the people that are going to break the rules will break the rules and this thing has been stopped like I mean I've gone down you know obviously I go down to my mother to make sure she's okay she lives on her own and I get her shopping and stuff like that and in that scenario I'm getting stopped by the guards where are you going I could be going to see my friend for coffee if I wanted to be do you know what I mean so this thing of where are you going like and no means of checking where I you know what I mean like I could say anything 
I think I, 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 I think the other thing is though, Siobhan, and this is what really annoys me, and hopefully they're getting their act in gear now if we're going to continue this thing for a long time, uh, is that the, 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 the constant finger pointing at the public and the, you know, the head of the HSC and all the rest of it continuously saying, if we get together, we will do this and we work together and you're brilliant and you're great, but then you're not so great and you're slipping up and there's parties. Yeah. And then all in the meantime, there's a contact tracing system that's not in place. OK, it's, it's better, better uh, looked after now, I think, I hope. Uh, and there is no increase in hospital capacity. Uh, you know, I've, I've, someone very close to me in hospital I've mentioned before, and unfortunately people, people can't get, get in to see him. And it's still the, the, the medical professionals who are organising a guest list for window visits. I mean, this thing has gone on since March. How you don't have something organised and in play there is baffling and I think that's where that's where I get really angry at this it's like I, uh, we, if you want us to do play our part we'll do it but you better get your act in order and don't well, keep the blaming thing, and the I public. think that's where people I mean you look at the thing for example with the pubs and stuff like that and closing down as I said we are a social nation that go out drinking I said and what you're basically doing is you're forcing people into houses into you know groups because that's what's happening because at least if it was kind of, you know, okay, you won't have a jam-packed pub, but at least if you could be down your local for a couple of hours, have a drink or whatever, that you're not taking away that at least a little element of people's lives. But what you're forcing them by closing the pubs, what you're forcing them to do is, I can guarantee it's going on, is that people are going into people's houses. They're not really obeying the thing completely. Yeah, and no, if that's absolutely. where it's being transmitted, then that's their own fault. That's on them. Yeah, but, but, but I, 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 yeah. and look, I'm getting a lot, of, and, and we'll take reaction on Dave. And by the way, if anyone agrees with Dave, feel free to come up and have a chat with me. Um, I, I, you know, but, but have a plan. That's all I'll say. Yeah. If, if, if you're saying, if you're out in the streets and, and you're anti-mask and you're anti-lockdown and you're anti-everything, you have a right to an opinion and we'll take you on it. Don't start criticising the media for not taking you on when you're on the blooming thing spouting about it. So that's, that's, that's a first off. But if you do come on and say that, have a plan. Let me know what you would do because it's, it's like a bar stool football fan. If you don't have a plan as to what you would do, so when I asked Dave, well, what would you do? Would you let people in stadiums? Well, you know, well, social distance. How are you going to social distance if there's 50,000 people in a stadium? Yeah. Well, wear a mask. Well, does that not defeat the purpose if you're in a stadium? Well, don't open stadiums. Well, then what is it? Well, like, what's yeah. your plan? Have a plan before you start saying that I'm scaremongering. Uh, anyway. I, think the thing, I think the thing that they're doing is that, you know, if you think about it, in order, this is such a huge thing yeah. that you need the people to be behind you. And the only way I see that they're getting people behind them is scaring the life out of them going, you poor old people that are afraid to go out of their house because they scaremonger them so much. And I think that's a disgraceful thing to do, to scare people into complying. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, if you have Tizzy. a plan and you're going ahead with the plan, then that's fine. At least if people know we locked down for three months solid yeah. And then at the end of it, you know, we'll come out of it. But this thing, if we lock down, no, we won't. We'll do a little bit of a lockdown. We'll do half a lockdown. Yeah. We'll yeah. do some of a lockdown. We'll finish it early. It's just every day is a different thing. They're just changing their minds and well, go. Listen, Siobhan, thanks a million. Appreciate you coming on no today. Problem. And thanks, uh, by the way, if you want to come on 1850 text or WhatsApp 087-188-0008. Uh, and you can send voice notes as well, just like this. Well, Mike, I think that fella is looking for a fight. I was waiting for the bell to ring for round one. He seemed to always just want to ring up just to have a fight with you. 
Uh, right, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, there seemed to be definitely, as I said, a belligerence when he first came on. Obviously, he doesn't like me, doesn't like my opinions. That's fine. I don't mind that. But, you know, I, 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 I'd like to have a logical debate about this today. And, you know, the fact of the matter is they're not going to open up freely the country. It's just not going to happen, whether you like it or not, whether you whether we agree with it or not. That isn't going to happen. Um, but, I, you know, and, and also, like, in, in relation to the question, I, I level with you. Uh, he asked me, did I know anyone who, d- who died directly from, from COVID? And, and I do. I, I do, okay? And, you know, when I answered that question, his, his next reaction was, but did they have underlying conditions? They did. Now, you, are, you or Dave has to ask himself whether that matters or not. I understand where he's coming from and people will die. And very elderly people are at risk from various different diseases. And that's what I talk about. We're in a crossroads right now uh, as to how we operate this thing and how a government operates this thing. Uh, so I'm looking for your suggestions. Where do we go after this level five? 087 How are you, Mike? Just goes to show the mentality of Irish people when the first thing they talk about opening up is hairdressers and barbers and pubs and, match- and um, football stadiums. Why not, first of all, deal with the backlog of screening, cancer screening and, and uh, surgery that's being put on the long finger? People who need hip replacements that can't get it done, that are crippled in pain. You know what I mean? They are the things that need to be sorted out first. Never mind the pubs or the, the hairdressers. I mean, people need to get the priorities right. You know what I mean? All right, uh, good point as well. And of course, they are all the very, very serious aftermaths of these lockdowns, uh, for sure. In relation to pubs, hairdressers and all that, they're all part of life, aren't they? They're all part of how we uh, how we enjoy ourselves as humans, how we actually live. They're such, they're such a major part, particularly the pub. I mean, like it or not, unhealthy or not unhealthy, whatever you may think, it's a major part of Irish society. Like it is. It's one of our major social meeting points and so on uh, for generations. So although I completely get you, there are definitely more serious things at play. Um, the things that actually make us just tick and give us a smile and we figured probably help our mental health in a positive way have all been whipped off us. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't completely take away from those who uh, would talk about barbers and pubs and restaurants and so on because they're just part of our, our everyday existence and something that, as I say, helps us. But uh, in relation to the more serious side, that's the worrying thing. And that's what I think everybody's being concerned of. Now, the, uh, the uh, I suppose what the government will say to that, what NEFA will say to that is, you know, and it, it is always a to and fro, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, if we let this rip, you know, we're not going to have uh, the capacity to deal with those anyway, that if we suppress it enough that people will be able to come, and, come in and have their elective surgeries and their diagnoses and so on. But a lot of people aren't buying that. And there's a lot of anger out there today. And I get it. I get it. Sometimes I'm the brunt of it. What are you going to do? We're living in funny times. Uh, frustrating times. There's no doubt about that. And a divided time as well. So that that's for sure. And sure, look, nothing's ever going to be straight down the line. We're never all going to agree with everything, are we? Oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight, or give us a share on 1850-410-494. Podrick, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, Podrick? Greetings, Mr. Hogan. Good evening, Mr. Podrick. Good afternoon, Mr. Podrick. What no, do you I think? Said, I, I said greetings, Mr. Hogan. Yeah, oh, sorry, greetings. Greetings, Mr. Podrick. Go ahead. Right, sir. Uh, you accuse Dave of kind of sitting on the fence, Mike. Okay. Uh, but, well, I won't. Uh, my solution is uh, let it rip, herd immunity, uh, X amount of collateral damage, so be it. 
because we cannot continue these up in and out lockdowns like mm. the Oakley Cokey, because all the, the previous uh, Siobhan said all the previous has been said already about people's mental health etc mm-hmm. and we've also lost Mike we've lost our quality of life and you know something Mike mm-hmm. we, if we continue to well I wouldn't call this living actually we're existing and the way we're existing at the moment we'd be be honest with you we'd be better off dead okay strong statement how is it affecting you so badly that you would think that uh, it's not living at all and, and, and death would almost be better why do you think that Patrick? Well, quite simply, look, our quality of life has been taken away, Mike. No social life. Mm-hmm. If, if you're lucky to be, be able to do a, day, a day's work, you, what do you do? You go home, you go home to, to your house, your immediate family, you can't move out of there. People are watching these figures every night. You have the Grim Reaper, yeah. George, George Lee, coming on with the figures every night. And I have to say this, I think it's kind of a thing, we've become, I appreciate this is all over, it's a global thing, Mike, but the Irish per se have become a very subservient race. I think it's probably been on the foot of the British for 800 years. Now we're, we're like sheep. Mm-hmm. We're, we're listening to uh, HSE, Neffet, and the politicians are, are telling us how to live, well, how not to live, actually. And at the end of the day, at the beginning, Mike, I thought this was a serious issue. But the stats show it's not. Of course, we all did. We all thought it was probably certainly more serious, more severe uh, in the beginning. Without a doubt, and we know more about it now, yeah. Correct. So we have these, for want of a better word, nutty professors uh, giving us these stats, the likes of this guy, Killeen. Have you seen him on primetime, etc.? I did, and yeah. We have Thomas, uh, what's the other guy's Tom- name? Thomas Ryan. Thomas Thomas Ryan. I mean, some of these guys are certifiable, and then I think the only sane one amongst them is maybe uh, Holahan, Hulahan. But uh, we cannot continue like to, to exist like this, Mike, because, like I said, yeah. Okay, the- fine, fine, and, and I get your point, Patrick. But tell me this: so, what is your plan then? So, you have a direct plan. You reckon just stop PCR testing uh, of anybody. Uh, and everybody, stop PCR testing or stop any sort of testing with people coming in and out of the country. Stop it for people going in and out of hospital. Just let it rip through the hospitals. If someone's sick with a, uh, uh, um, uh, a pneumonia, just take it as a pneumonia. Uh, move on. Uh, if it goes through nursing homes, so be it. Try to protect yourself like you would do in a flu season. Uh, open up stadiums, pubs, bars, restaurants, hairdressers, shops, the whole lot. Yeah? Yes. With the res- the no, 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 no. Hold on, no, is, no, 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 yes, no, I, no, 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 yes, is yes, that your answer? Yes. That's my answer. Okay, that's the, fine. With the restrictions, yeah? Sorry? With a mask and social distancing. Why would you do, why would you do a mask and social distancing if you want herd immunity? Well, at the end of the day... The, no, 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 why, why would you need a mask and social distancing if you want herd immunity? Because, because we've been told it's the black death and it's going to kill us all. But you said it, it's not. You're comfortable no, enough that it's not. That, the stats have proven that it's obviously not. Okay, fine. So then why social distance and masks if you want herd immunity? You're not going to get herd immunity with social distance no. and masks. Uh, how, many people, how many people are dying of suicide and uh, lots of other things? Patrick, I know. I know all that. There's, collat- so, there, there's massive damage to these lockdowns, correct. without a shadow of a doubt. But, but you, you, you won't hear these figures on the 6-1 news every night about the amount of suicides in this country and uh, people dying from cancer next. Mm-hmm. People can't get get their elective surgeries. Let's get real here, Mike. Yeah. We have to have herd immunity, let it rip. And I'm sorry, there's going to be collateral damage, but there's an awful lot okay. more collateral damage at the moment. That's fine. So, so okay. So, herd immunity in in your eyes is the in your mind is is the best way forward. I'm just I'm little. I'm Patrick. I'm not. Right. I'm not having a go at you here. But if you're telling us to let it rip, 
and then you're saying wear masks and social distance. There's a hypocrisy there. Do you mean well, controlled herd immunity? Is that what you mean? Controlled herd immunity, if you want to put it that way. Look, right. yeah, look, the only reason why I wear a mask is because if you don't wear a mask, you're not allowed in anyway. You know that, Mike. Uh, that's true, actually. And funny enough, the, the uh, security guard was put uh, in front uh, at the entrance to a shop near us here in Classic Hits recently because uh, it seems the mask wearing was dipping a lot, I have to say. Uh, so a security guard was put in place. So you're right, in a lot of places you won't be allowed in unless you have some sort of excuse, but they don't seem to be taking the excuses and all that. I understand that. Uh, are you social distancing, Padraig? Look, as much as possible, but like I said, yeah. this is com- completely... Uh, over-the-top reaction. And we, like I said, uh, you bet we'd be better off dead than, than existing like this because we're not living. This is not living, Mike. Okay, hang on a second. Someone rightly said, stop at all the arguing. You're dead right. Uh, thank you for that text. But hang on a second. I just want to make sure that if, if you're coming up, Padraig, and, and others who are, who are giving out to me and saying, I'm sitting on the fence and all that, that you have a clear plan of what you think should be done. Because and we're all, we've all become... Honorary epidemiologists and immunologists these days. We've we have read this stuff so much, uh, so and I understand all of you have as well. So therefore, give us a plan. Either let it rip and let it rip. Do a controlled herd immunity if you think so. Keep it locked down. Go with the plans. Level one, two, three, four. Just give me your answer and let me know. Oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. If you were in the position uh, of authority, uh, hold on, Padraig. John, you're live in Classic It's How are you, John? How are you doing? How's it going? Not too bad. Your point is, John. Well, I tell you what, first of all, in relation to that last guy, her, herd immunity does not work. And it's, uh, it's, it, there's a few things I need to say about that is, right? What we're doing at the moment is working. If you look back two months ago, we, our numbers were increasing rapidly. They were exponentially going up. They were at 1,600, maybe more per, per day. Right now, they're down to 200 or less and dropping. Okay, so it, what we're doing is working in terms of reducing the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing is, the second thing is this herd immunity thing. And you made another comment, which is very interesting, about the uh, asymptomatic people not spreading it. I had a niece who was asymptomatic who got it two months ago. And yeah. she was asymptomatic. She came home, she gave it to her mother, her brother, and her sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. So she spread it rapidly. But the interesting thing about the herd immunity thing that uh, Mordek is talking about there is that this girl, after getting over COVID, 10 days of isolation, you know, what you have to do, came out a week later, she started getting numb from her feet down. Mm-hmm. So from her neck to her feet when completely numb she was admitted to hospital she lost the use of her hands she couldn't use her hands my god and this is what yeah this is what and she's still now this is now, two, two can, I, can, I ju- can I just say can I just say something now without being a sceptic or anything like that right I believe there's, yeah, a, there's, there's a very bad virus that has come and we're dealing with it that, that's it right so before, before, before anyone says anything otherwise but in relation to viruses in general like before all of this if someone got a virus uh, you know you could have a bad reaction uh, down the line and particularly I looked up a lot of stuff when I started hearing about this long Covid thing and I looked up and I went my god people are losing their hair people are um, getting you know m- mental stress they're getting all these kinds of things and then I lo- just out of interest I looked it up and I saw articles pre-Covid and I thought okay well that can actually happen and it can not only happen with the virus but it can often happen with serious bouts of stress and in my opinion is that if you get COVID right now I was only talking to someone recently who got it and they were in a room for te- asymptomatic for 14 days stressed to bits that is today going to be the day it hits me is today going to be the day it hits me eventually they came to 14 days but that was two weeks of severe mental stress now sorry I'm just I was just going to say it's just a hypothesis that's all I'm not no, saying it's, it's right not, it's not Look, 
my my niece, who's a lovely young girl, is 22 years of age, a lovely kid, a very, you know, during her lockdown, she was participating in various different things. Her family were in the house. She was stressed to a degree, but not that bad. She yeah. got over it, and 10 days later, or a week later, she got this effect, and it's yeah. still affected this Okay, uh, do you know what? John, Sorry, I'm, I'm dead late for a break. Will you ha- I'm going to get you to continue your point in a minute. Okay. I just, I'll, 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 I'll be really stuck for breaks. Hang on, I do have to take a break. Everybody stay with me. 087-188-0008 is the number. I'll read some WhatsApp notes. I have a WhatsApp note from a frontline worker coming up as well. Uh, all on the way here on Classic Hits. Hey, Mike. Uh, Mark here. <clears throat> as a frontline worker, the thought of opening back up on the 1st of December is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a disaster for us because... Um, <laughs> We're going to see cases into the thousands by the 6th to 7th of January again. Because people are not going to adhere to, to it. Uh, you see you see Dublin at the moment, still very high. But if, for me as a frontline worker, we are going to be inundated. We should be locked down till at least February. End of story. Cheers, guys. Okay, there you go. That's a, a man going a step further. Locked down to at least February, says that frontline worker. Uh, John, at least February, could you deal with that? No, I don't think that's necessary. I think we need to open up probably around Christmas to level three or something like that. But in terms of, you know, look, what Porrick and these people are advocating is basically what Donald Trump has done, you know. And mm. you see what's happened over there. You have 240,000 people dead, over 10 million cases. So, so really, I mean, you know, we have to listen to the experts. I have a son who's a, is a doctor in a major hospital, okay? And he told me back in April, March, whatever that was, there were coffins lining the corridors. Mm-hmm. So that actually happened in this country. And, and you, know, you know, I listen to him. I listen to people who are experts in the field. And they know what's going on. And to, to, to dismiss them as being quacks is just ridiculous. But you That's see, ridiculous. the thing is, and Padraig, feel free to come in here. I've only three minutes left of this era. Uh, but, you know, Padraig, or, or uh, John is, is explaining what a frontline worker said to him. That's a frontline worker on the WhatsApp note. I spoke to a frontline worker recently. Granted, 100% yes. Did the people who suffered fatally they were, that they were talking about, were they very elderly people? Absolutely. But then, Padraig, you have to, uh, uh, you know, have the knowledge at hand that you let this rip and that will increase. Now, if you're happy to do that and you just say it's part of collateral damage of life, well, then that's your opinion. And that's the opinion of a lot of people. Well, first of all, Mike, as regards to frontline workers, I have two sisters that are, that are nurses. Yeah. But look, like I said to you, uh, I'm listening to these so-called experts for the last, that guy, uh, Listen to, the, listen to the experts since last March and they don't seem to have a breeze what they're talking about. They're all contradicting each other, these scientists. And I suppose we have a vaccine. If, that, if that's the case, uh, bring it on. But at the moment, that's going to be a long time, Mike, before that hits... Yeah, well, I, I actually, I actually heard an, an Irish immunologist on yesterday on a podcast, and her her thought was that even if that vaccine. It seems to be successful and all that. I know there's a lot of people yep. say they won't even take it in the first place. But insofar as it being rolled out to the population, yep. she thinks nine but months to look, a year. Like I said to you, you're correct. Like I said to you, Mike, there's going to be collateral damage here. And it, it might sound cruel to say this, but a lot of these people have died of COVID, all had pre-existing, uh, with a few anomalies, had pre-existing uh, conditions, and they're going to die anyway, and they were just helped on their way. It might sound, the rest of us, the healthy, the young people especially, they, they, their lives have been destroyed here. And young people can't pay their mortgages. Like the suicide rates are, are absolutely gone to the roof. We, we cannot. There's a lot less people going to be dying of COVID than other. Uh, well, l- l- let me put that to John then. And John, that is the opinion, right? I think it's shocking. I think it's shocking, Mike. Somebody like Pori can come on here 
and dismiss, first of all, dismiss the likes of Tony, Tony um, Houlihan. No, he actually said Tony Houlihan, he thinks is essential. My son is a doctor in the respiratory ward, and I, I feel it's, it's shocking to hear a guy like him come on and call them so-called experts. These guys are, are experts. They're the people we need to listen to. Not people like this guy, Porrick, who is, who is saying, and, and then he's saying that people would have died anyway. What a shocking thing to say. Absolutely appalling thing to come on the radio and say these people would have died anyway. There are people who are who are quite healthy, who are quite well, and they died of this disease. And for a person like Porrick to come on and dismiss those deaths as something that's going to happen anyway, as if it was a non inconsequential thing, is shocking. It's horrible and shocking. And, 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 and let me tell you, Joe, well, when you say it shouldn't be allowed, right, and we've always had the opinion on this show that if you don't showcase all opinions, we, we, we might as well live under a rock, right? Well, now, that's, that, that's first. But, but however, John, I could have Podrick's opinion for the next 24 hours of callers in this show. I have had some messages in of the most extreme level now, and I won't read them out. And I understand there's a frustration out there, but there is an extreme view on this. And I don't mind people questioning lockdowns and so on. But Podrick's opinion on those who are elderly and who are uh, suffering from this, is he's not alone in it. That's, that's what well, I will that, say. That, that, that's absolutely true, Mike. I mean, if you, if you had a, 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 a survey on flat earth, have people re- flat earth is ringing in to tell you how great, how, how the earth is actually flat. You know, you must listen to the people who've been educated, the doctors, the specialists, okay. who know about this thing. Uh, okay, I, 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 like I, John, unfortunately, time's against us again. But listen, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. And uh, Podrick as well. Look, we're going to continue it, uh, such as the hunger to talk about it. So, look, if you want to talk about it, that's what we're here for. So, 087 It's Mike in for now, by the way. Uh, 1854-10-494 is the number. Back in a sec. Ronan, you're live in Classic It's How are you, Ronan? I'm good. Good, Mike. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, Ronan, how is all this affecting you, so? Uh, big time, big time. I'm a publican in Mayo. Okay. Shrewel County Mayo. And um, listen, I'm not going to start shouting about oh, open the pubs, open the pubs. Uh-huh. Now, as a publican, and all publicans all over Ireland, all we want to know is we want clarity on reopening, uh-huh. when we're reopening. And we, we need to know now, yeah. co- coming into Christmas. As regards the different levels I mean, level three and level five. Mm-hmm. No difference from from my point of view because no, we're going to close. It means pubs closed, yeah. It means pubs closed. Wh- which is, by the way, Ronald, which is the level that allows for the meals and the 90 minutes? Is that two? Um, uh, no. Let me see here. I'm looking here. Wet pubs, sorry. Uh, but should they keep changing it? They don't, keep call it don't call us wet pubs, please. That's insulting. Yeah, but that's what it says here in front of me. But I know I what know, you mean. I know that. I know yeah. that, Mike. Yeah. It's just a term that um, as publicans we just cannot stand. It's, it's, it's not nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I, sorry. oh no, I agree with you. But uh, sorry, uh, yeah. level three. Uh, it's and I know they keep changing it, and they'll change it again. But it says open with additional restrictions. I think that's the food one. So that is level three. Um. Initially, level three, we could have been open. Yeah. And then they said open with restrictions, and then they closed us. So you, you were closed. Let's just take it back a little bit, so Ronan, and how this has affected your life and your business. So come March, pubs were closed, yeah, or little after. Yeah, so that, we, we closed voluntarily on the Saturday, the 14th of March. Of 14th of March, okay. And then when was the next time, and for how long did you get to open? I opened on the 21st, 21st of September for 16 days. 16 days. 16 days, yeah. And we knew the writing was on the wall from yeah. when we opened. We knew that it was just just more or less to keep us quiet. And as I said earlier on, all we want is clarity. Yeah. Now, 
which do they want? Do they want do they want alcohol in a controlled in a controlled mm. um, place, or do they want massive house parties all over Christmas? Uh-huh. As a matter of interest, when you opened for those 16 days, first question is, you ha- I assume you had to implement various screens and all that, did you? Hmm? Did you have to implement screens and, and distancing measures and so on in the pub? I didn't, I didn't, but others did. No, I right. didn't, I, I'm lucky that I have space. You have space. So I could, just, I could just space everything out. But then I just wonder, within those 16 days, right, like, did you think yourself, oh, well, yeah, I can see what they're talking about here. People are getting a bit leery and they're hugging each other and all. Or were people as have been for most of this thing, responsible, the majority of people anyway? Well, from my own point of view, they were responsible. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't have a problem, not one problem. As regards the closing time and everything, I was, it, was, it, was, it all went very well. No, it was hard work with table service and everything. Yeah, of course, yeah. But um, overall, compliance from customers was excellent and yeah. no problems whatsoever. You see, I, also, I, you know... <laughs> And this is what's confusing people a little bit. And I know it's kind of into the unknown and everybody's a little bit uncertain about this, including the experts and that. But when it came to the results of where the virus was being transmitted and where it was mostly a problem and so on, uh, you know, people started asking the question, well, okay, so if it's restaurants and bars, is that where it's coming from? And the answer at the time was, well, we're not too sure, but we think it might uh, and really, that was it because now, I don't know if that's changed, and I don't think it has changed. It probably will change when they get the contact tracing a little bit more uh, uh, more up to speed. But at the time, it was it's all households, and I remember saying to myself, "Well, how are they saying it's all households? Surely it's coming from somewhere." And the next thing it was, yeah, well, we think it's probably coming from socialising, and the only places people socialise are pubs and restaurants. Now, I understand where you're coming from, Owen. That's yeah. that's. That's not exactly scientific detail to close down a business. No, it's not. Or no. scientific data, should I say. No, no, no. I mean, wh- when the pubs were closed, even the pubs that were serving food, the figures were still going up. Yeah. So, I mean, you cannot say it's the pubs. I know, I know it's, it's people lose their inhibitions and everything yeah. with alcohol taken, but in a controlled environment with earlier closing time, it was working as far as I'm concerned. And... Basically, the rug was just pulled off from under us again. More stock thrown down the sink. Yeah. B- back on the PUP again, where I don't want to be. Mm. But I've no choice but to. And what about your staff? How many staff had you? Well, it was just uh, myself and my wife and uh, w- one other then. And one other as well. One so other, yeah. yourself and your wife on PUP, that other person out of a job on PUP, I, I assume, as well. And Correct. what you're saying is you have space in your bar. Uh, what you saw over those couple of weeks that you were open was responsible from your customers. Yes, it was hard work, but you did the table service. And you don't have that strong data that the pubs uh, are, the, are the problem. Uh, cases are rising, even though the pubs were closed at the time. So you're saying, give us some clarity on this. Let us know when they, we can be open. Because at the moment, Ronan, you're even looking into certainty that you may not be open at all at Christmas time. Is that right? Well, to be honest with you, go, go going by Varadkar telling or Leo Varadkar telling people not to book flights. Yeah. It to me, it seems the government know exactly what's going to happen at Christmas. But they're not being. Why don't they just tell us? Yeah. Just tell us and give us the support we need. And in relation to and, and by the way, by the way. <sighs> Now, some people might give out to me for saying this, but I think a lot, a lot of publicans w- would accept that. It's just the not knowing and living. We did this for six months, three times 
we were to, oh, we were opening, we were opening, and the rug was pulled out again from under us. Yeah. Just let us know and let us get on with our lives as best we can. I have two young kids coming up to Christmas. I just want to know where I stand. Okay. And, and what think, Christmas is going to be like. I, I think that's fair enough. And if, 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 if any of those, and I'm sure they are listening, a government at the, mo- at the moment can hear you, I think it's a, I think it's a very fair question uh, to ask for some form of clarity if they know like if the decision, what I do find, uh, Ronan, and I know the government will come out and say, and effort will come out and say, it's all a very unknown scenario. But it seems that in around now, sort of two three weeks out from when they have to make a decision, it looks for the most part like the decisions have been made. In, in for the most part, well, yeah, yeah, I agree and, that, and, yeah. And 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 you're looking for a bit of decency to say, look, if you've made the decision, just let us know, and we'll 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 get prepared. Exactly. It's not. We're not asking for a lot. In relation to your customers, by the way, would you have would you, would you be a rural pub? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a village called Shrewls. There's three pubs in it. Yeah. We're about 20 minutes from Galway City. I'm right on the border with Galway. Um, good clientele, good mixture. Mm-hmm. You know, 18 to 80. Mm-hmm. Good band. I mean, this weekend the Connacht final is on. We'd be jammers. Mm-hmm. Jammers, and there'd be great banter around the place. But anyway, forget about the football. Um the clientele, like, I mean, I don't know, how there's so many people I haven't seen for months, like, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot of those people that live on their own. You know, and the, going out to the pub, that, that was their social life. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's well, look, we... we, we it's and I mean, there, there, there was talks in this morning that the food pubs could be That's, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's been, well, that's I'll been tell floated. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. That is not acceptable, and they will not get away with that again. And I emphasise the word again. Okay. Because, well, because listen, there, there was pubs. Go on, go on. Le- le- finish the point. Finish the point. Go ahead. Allegedly doing food, and if you're if you're to look at if you're to look at all the inspections that were done of public houses and everything, and it's like it was in a three month period from June to no, not yeah, from May to August, and nearly all of the. Um, the flouting of the regulations did not concern alcohol. I think it was 75% okay. or 80%. It didn't concern alcohol. It, it concerns non-serving of food. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Well, look, no. it's... it's no, m- that, was, m- that was an awful kick to us, like... Okay, I mean, now I understand that. Mick, we, we wait and see what happens. I'm going to move on because I have tons of people that want to come on and I just have another one or two people to get to. Mick, I appreciate uh, uh, your uh, call today. I'm sorry you find yourself in that situation and hopefully there will be some light in this uh, and hopefully they'll at least, when I say light, at least that they'll come out and be up front and, uh, and, and, and tell you what's going to happen. Okay, you, Mick... You, you no, call no, me Mick as well, Ronan. Is oh, like Ronan, it. I'm going to Mick now in a second. Sorry, Ronan. And take all it right, Thank all you right. very much. Bye bye. Mick, you're live in Classic. How are you, Mick? Hi, good, Mike. <laughs> okay, Mick, go ahead. Your opinion on this. So, we're looking at uh, another three weeks of these restrictions. What should happen, in your opinion, Mick? Well, I just flew back from uh, Sweden yesterday. Okay. And uh, that is exactly what we should be doing here. Okay. Um, there's no lockdown, no restrictions. People are being asked to be sensible. Uh huh. And for some reason, Despite not having a lockdown, they have the same caseload and the same fatality rate that we do. 
Yeah, and, and Sweden is uh, looked upon uh, in a lot of in a lot of arguments and online debate that I've seen for sure. Absolutely, I mean, what, one of the things that I thought initially, make it in a very early stage, was I remember um, I think it was on Twitter, the Financial Times. Now I wouldn't be an avid reader of the Financial Times, but there was a fellow that used to put up statistics all the time, country by country, and as the pandemic moved on, he would get the data from other countries in regards to cases and fatalities and so on. And it did strike me. I went, well, hang on a second now. And I'd look into one country and I'd say, they don't have any restrictions in play. Yet, their curves are up, their curves are down. Their curves are up again and their curves are down. And that did kind of make me look into this kind of thing. And I, obviously that has made a lot of people look into it and with regard to Sweden as well. The problem is with Sweden, Mick, is that anytime you mention Sweden, someone will have a counter argument to it. And you know the, you know the arguments that people will have. Sure. All we need to do, though, I mean, you know, I'm an American, you can probably tell. Sure. Um, and people say, oh, but look at America. Look at America. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, America is a very large country. It is. Yeah. And most people would be unaware for the first four months of this pandemic, Ireland had the same fatality rate per head of population as the United States. Uh-huh. Today, Ireland has the same daily fatality rate give or take a percentage point, as the United States. Mm -hmm. I work for a large investment bank. I'm a numbers guy. And, you know, people look at these large numbers, but you have to look at it at a per head of population. But, Mick, I've said this already. I think we're too far gone because science has always been about data and numbers. But once you bring in emotion to something and once you, uh, once you humanise, and some people say, well, you have to humanise things because that's who we are and that's what we do. But once you start to get emotionally involved in data, you find yourself often in a position like we're in now. And never has there been so much hyper-focusing on A&E departments, on stats, on suffering. And, you know, I wonder when we're ever going to get out of that. Well, I would argue that there's actually not enough not enough emphasis being put on data. For example... No, no, there, no sorry, Mick, my point is there's a huge emphasis being put on data. But the problem is... Right. We, we, I know, but we're looking at the emotion of that data. So before, before you would say, well, a certain percentage or this many people die of this, whatever. But now, once you have Sky News and other organisations going and, and literally putting a camera in the face of those people who are suffering every day... That is playing with people's minds and people's fears like never before. People people have, you know, statisticians will often refer to it as the Princess Diana effect. Okay. Okay, so we're all familiar with when Princess Diana died, the UK lost its mind. Okay, everybody was just emotionally distraught over somebody that they had no direct connection with. Uh And that's what we're seeing right now. People are just constantly living in hyperbole. Everything is is terrible. Everything is, for example, the daily case count has surged over the last couple of months after the restrictions were eased. However, the daily fatality rate has not surged. So we've now moved from we've got to flatten the curve to stop the hospitals from becoming overwhelmed, which we never did, to we've got to stop people from dying to look at all of these cases. Yeah. Every year, there are thousands and tens of thousands of people in Ireland who contract influenza. Uh-huh. We do not get daily updates on those numbers. It's no. just a fact of life. Yeah, and and, somebody, and, and and that's exactly and and make the question is begged again: When do we ever get out of that? 
At, at well, what point? At what point do we go? We're not going to count every single case and report it on the six one news for the, well, for, for most the, evenings. The government should do. And, and there was a caller earlier who said that we need to be listening to the experts. Well, the chief epidemiologist of Sweden, who is an expert, told the people there, if you are sick, do not go and get tested unless you are extremely sick. Do not go to the hospital. Just like you wouldn't do if you got a cold any other year. If you got a cold last December, you did not go in and get tested for influenza, I would imagine. You did not go into the emergency room. But you see, the... the, the, the... I think what's, we discussed this earlier on. There's a couple of things really driving this as well and has made it go so unbelievably global. And we could discuss these all day. I think mass media certainly um, one vehicle of a sort of a hyper focus on everything these days, in particular, particularly bad news. Um, you know, a political correctness to a degree as well that no more can you talk about data or people dying without someone telling you that you're willing to kill people. So that's, look, it, it has to be some form of balancing act, but they're going to have to come out with some sort of balancing act or will we will never get back to a sort of a, a normal running society. Uh, but anyway, Mick, we could argue it all day. It's, it's an interesting discussion. I appreciate you coming on and uh, have a good day, Mick. All right. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who's called and texted today. Uh, And I do really appreciate um, so much of the response.